This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Happy Friday. Welcome into your weekend. It's time for another edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, every week on ESPN Chicago and the ESPN Chicago app where you can catch up on demand anytime, anywhere. We roll into the second weekend of the tournament. Some great action last night on Thursday to kick things off. Four more games tonight, and we will have a complete Elite Eight for Saturday and Sunday. K-State, Gonzaga, Florida Atlantic and UConn punching their ticket into the Elite Eight, Mike. And, boy, they they saved the best for last. The Gonzaga, it was the first game and the last game. We're both fantastic. The Gonzaga-UCLA finish was thrilling last night. Yeah, you want to talk about, first of all, I want to wish you a happy 25th anniversary, my friend. For Thanks, the How long have you been there? Almost the entire time. I was right. like two months in. I was one of the uh, like the first ten hires, probably. It's right, crazy. and I think it's absolutely awesome. I want to thank you, Carmen, because you know what? This is going to be next year will be our fifth year, so yep. I've been honored enough. I mean, I've had a crazy ride. I mean, from visioning the one uh, station across the street to now working at this great station, and I want to thank everybody at ESPN for giving me the opportunity uh, to, to show what we can do. We've had a great sponsor in PropSwap. I want to thank all the people that have helped us with the odds couple. Uh, but, Carm, there's no, no ch- chance that this show that I envisioned with Adam Delavan, for God's mm-hmm. sake, God bless him, would be as good as it is without you. And I'm being perfectly straight up. You've done a great job. And uh, I, I don't know where the show would be without you. I know this. When somebody sits in, they do a pretty decent job. But we've been a pretty good pair bringing people as many money-winning wages as we can. Absolutely. And yep. I love doing it. We're already, yep. like Mike said, this is we started Woo! this in March of 2019. and During COVID. And I want to uh, thank uh, Mike We survived Thomas. COVID, Mike. Remember? Yeah. And I remember Mike Thomas saying, you know what, uh, you'll be back. We were taking off the yep. air for a while. I was really worried. Mike was a man of his word. I also yep. want to congratulate him for bringing in Twitch and other things that helped change some of the, out, uh, the look of the station. All you guys have been working there forever. It's just been... Uh, it's crazy, man. It's Two great. sports radio stations and this one here, Jerry on the Sunday. That's absolutely yep. fantastic. It really is. Um, yep. So, and it's it's always great to be with you talking uh, talking sports right. betting and just talking sports. We have a blast doing this. The I turn- went four and three last week. I I'm, know. I'm, I'm eight and six overall for the last two weeks. I know, Carm, you hit a oh bit of a two. bump. Oof. Yeah, well, you know what? You're trying to predict what's going to happen the day before because, you know what, you want to pick some Saturday games, too. Uh, I will say this, that uh, the tournament, uh, you know, has exposed some conferences. Mm-hmm. I said it on the Big Ten, uh, about the Big Ten today that you cannot have eight teams go and, and only have one make it this far. And it's usually Izzo that saves the day. Mm-hmm. I think they got to start spreading it out a little bit more. You're seeing lesser seeds now. I mean, seeds like are 13, 12. I mean, look at, they beat Purdue. It's just been, uh, in my eyes, and I said it today, I think the Big Ten is the most overrated conference in the history of collegiate sports, period. Hmm. They haven't won a damn uh, uh, title since 2000 in basketball, and every time they take the football field, you know they're going to get their butts kicked. It It was disappointing for a second straight year to just see how little noise they were able to make. Other than Izzo, you're right. Everybody says they're the best conference based on what? That they beat each other up? 
It's, it's a you know, shame. Even the Big 12. Now, K-State's a great story, and that was a great win. But like, well, even, it the, is. even the Big 12 didn't necessarily But all you need is one time well. to say yeah. Yeah, that's true, I guess. If, you if get the into Michigan the State's four. win yesterday, maybe this conversation is a little different. But I've been watching the Big Ten since the 60s. This is the bottom of the barrel. Mm. It is right now. And they got to quit treating some of these conferences like it's 1980. Purdue's last two exits oh. have been to a 15 seed and a 16 seed, Mike. I mean, that's just... That, I think before that, that there was another double And there, and there was a third... You're right. Like three years before, I think four years ago, they lost to a 13. So their last three exits have been Brutal. to a 16 seed, a 15 seed, and a 13 seed. I mean, you know, and then we we add teams, and the more you add, the more you think that they deserve to have eight teams. It's just crazy. Start spreading it out. I mean, start getting some of these teams like Florida Atlantic. You know, start looking for teams like UAB didn't make the tournament. Mm. I watched them the other night. I bet against them. Okay, I got kicked into you know what. <laughs> they should be in the tournament. There's teams you see that you go, wow, how did this team make it? And this team didn't. What do you think of the Gonzaga UCLA finish? These oh. teams historically in the last 15, 20 years have really treated college basketball fans and sports fans. And it looked like it was, you know, you almost might have turned it off with two and a half minutes to go. It was a 10 point game, but it was thrilling. I, I don't know if that was the, the play design for the kid to jack one from 30 feet, but he nailed it. It was a little dribble handoff 30 feet away and right. he nailed it. I mean, it was. It was great stuff. Gonzaga and UCLA, like, always delivers when they meet up in the tournament, Mike. Well, here's the beauty, Carm. I mean, this was my kind of day yesterday because, you know, I bet some golf, uh, you know, Horschel against Fowler. That was a gift, okay, <laughs> and match play at the at – the, I mean, and then we go into the games, and uh, I, I, I will tell you this. I bet Gonzaga I went to bed at the half. I thought I was finished. They were down 13-14. Now, it's usually Carmen knows this. When you wake up, the first thing you do usually is have a cup of coffee. I know me. I get the uh, my iPad. I got to check the score from the night before. Absolutely. So I check with one eye, and I make it glazed. <laughs> and then it comes in. I couldn't believe they won. Uh, oh, my. And goodness. they beat the crap out of them. It was unbelievable. I mean, the swings in that game, to be as down as big as they were, to come all the way back, to have a 10-point lead, to blow that. And to be down by a point to UCLA in the closing minute after being up 10 wow. with two and a half to go, it was incredible. And I know the I feeling. I was stunned. I know the feeling that Mike just talked about, and I think every sports yep. better knows it. Get if, up. If I, pe- if I fall asleep before oh. a game is over, it's the first, I'm fumbling for the phone. Yep. You know, and I'm a contacts wearer. So at night, then it, what it usually means is I'm, I'm, I'm reaching for my glasses, I'm fumbling for the phone, and it is the first thing i think about absolutely oh, crap i fell asleep let me double check what happened in the lakers i went Sacramento to bed game. in the fetal position with my thumb in my mouth and and after the first half of that game unbelievable you know, all right i started you know and then and then i oh. say to myself you know what i'm gonna do and usually when i wake up i'm i'm, I'm fearful because that's just the way that gamblers are and then i i could not believe and and people are trying to say well ucla was uh missing they're two top defenders, okay, yeah, and I get yep. that. Well, weren't they missing them in the first half when they were whipping their ass? When they were up 13. <laughs> right. It was so, incredible. I couldn't believe it. So congrats to Gonzaga and, you know, Jim Beheim to take a shot at the Big Ten of all people. And I know Tyler Rocky, my buddy, oh, and all yeah. these guys. Oh, well, I know yeah. if, they, if, if, if everybody from Syracuse that's in the media finds out about this, it'll be 50% of the people on my ass. You want to talk about overrated? Him too. One Final Four, I mean, five Final Fours in, in 40 years and one championship with the players that you've had. 
including guys like Derek Coleman, Ronnie Cycli, mm-hmm. Kamara. You're taking, and I agree with the Big Ten, but you're not the guy that should be throwing the rocks. Yeah, you're probably right as yeah. they're pushing him out of the door uh, I mean, in upstate come on, New York. And, well, look at his record. You're I mean, right he's got about a great that. record. Yeah, they've been to a lot of Final Fours. Five Final Fours in 40 years. And what do we think? Like, And I know we talk about it. Gizzo's I think, been to eight. I know. We talk about like the Gonzaga thing a lot because they're... They're, they're in an easy league, but they beat good teams man, they, when, they're, when they get the I, chance. Th- this is the eighth straight year they made the Sweet 16. Well, that's they're, they're Timmy, back too, man. Oh, he's something, Mike. Isn't they're, he? He really is. You know, people are starting to call him one of the greats of the game, of the college game Co- all time. Sure. And I'm looking at the league he's in, but it doesn't mean anything because, and I thought they defended him terribly from what I, I read in the second half. They, you know, he... He took it to him, man. He's a great college player. He really I don't know is. how go. I don't know how he'll relate to the pros. Yeah. But after seeing some centers in the pros, he should be maybe an eight guy, maybe a seven. Maybe he's deceptive. He looks like he's fifty years old. He looks like he's he in does. a pickup league. I know he absolutely does. He really is a great college player. And you he think was, it's been a great tournament? I've liked it. I really have. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. I mean, a lot of upsets. Um, you know, you still had plenty of blue blood. If that's the thing that you love, get to this weekend. But uh, I think the upsets have been good. Yeah. For the third straight year, we have a 15 seed that made nice. the second weekend. Princeton, uh, you oh, know, plays I tonight. Love Princeton. I mean, the stories are great. This oh, is kind of why we watch, right? I mean, oh. it, it's awesome. So I love Princeton, and you know what? Watch out for them. I'm telling you. You think anybody right now? Want, I guess it's the same for every team. I don't know if we want to play these guys. I bet you they say it about each other. Yeah. Because the style of play of Princeton is pretty. It's pretty tough. We'll preview that game a little bit later on. We'll get to the four games today, talk more about the weekend. Um, We'll spread it around. It won't just be NCAA hoops, but, hey, tis the season. So uh, we're going to break down a little bit of what's happening at Prop Swap with Luke Pergandy coming up next. I mean, K-State is a win away from the Final Four. You could have had K-State to cut down the net. That's right. I mean, they were 500-1, to Mike, in November. Yeah, they're going nuts in Manhattan. I bet they are. Oh yeah, and you know what? It was with a heavy heart because I'm a a good. I've been good friends with Tom Izzo for a long time. But Kansas State uh, took it to him. The kind of day I had yesterday, though, it was a great day. You know why, Carp? This is beautiful. I had the over in the Met game. Oh, it was two to two in the ninth. They called it off. No play. You gotta love that. Is that beautiful? I mean, come on. Unbelievable. That's beautiful. Yep. Uh, all right, coming up, Luke Pergandy will join us. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller. There are big derby preps this weekend. We'll give you best plays before we're done, so a lot to do. Don't go anywhere. Just getting uh, warmed up here. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple, presented by Prop Swap. Mike and Carmen cruising along every week for you. You'll get us uh, Friday nights, 8 to 9, Saturday morning at 7. Catch up on demand anytime, anywhere with the ESPN Chicago app. Make sure you have that app. It is free. It's easy to use. Catch up on all the shows and all the great original content and podcasts that live on the app. So make sure you have that on your smartphone. Every week, we talk to one of the founding members of our great presenting sponsor. He's a Chicago guy. He is Luke Pergandy. Oh, Prop Swap was built for this. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was it ever. And you were on with Yerk and me yesterday, and this was before the K-State win. What a thrilling game. An overtime win by five. That little Marquise Noel is something else, and especially playing the second half 
on a bum ankle. He sets uh, a new tournament record with those 19 assists. But you said it yesterday, and I want you to reiterate here for the odds couple, Kansas State, like in November, was picked to finish last in the Big 12. That's like a 500-to-1 shot back in November. And now they're a win away from winning the region and going to the Final Four. Yep. Yep. I, I didn't understand the point spread. I thought Kansas State was not getting enough respect. That Noel kid is he's the player of the tournament, in mm. my opinion. Like he and do, to do that on a on a bad ankle was incredible. The the argument where him and his coach are arguing about what play to call and then he throws a no look alley oop. Like that was that was just such high basketball IQ. Like his athleticism was off the charts, but clearly he is and he's he's a transfer. Like this kid came from Florida in like July or you know, the middle of the off season and he has this much rapport with his team and is such a good athlete. So, uh, yeah, player of the tournament for me so far. I thought Kansas State was not getting enough respect. They beat Michigan State, um, and they're moving on. So they're now down to 10 to 1. Yeah, 10, 12 to 1. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, from 500. So just a perfect prop swap situation. Of course, we've sold tons of tickets on them. Uh, sold tons of tickets on FAU. Uh, FAU is now one win away from winning their region. So, um, you know, both of those two teams have just been huge for prop swap. And I think that's what you got to promote even next year when the tournament starts again and even during the college basketball season when you see a team that was picked for last place in their conference, but they use the transfer porthole to uh, excess uh, where it, it has made them a success, where Michigan State decided to stay with everybody and not use it. Uh, it was a battle of a tradition against the new wave. I think next year you're going to see a lot more investigation and maybe – People starting to look, Luke, and buy tickets on prop swap for teams that have the most transferees in because it seems to have worked for Kansas State. Right. Totally. Um, you know, I think, and, you know, this team was just such a big underdog. You get one player, basically. Uh, now, granted, he was the player of the year um, in the SEC sure. or projected to be. Um, you know, it just changes everything. You know, it just it takes one guy. It's kind of like NBA free agency, like yeah. Kevin Durant going to Phoenix. Like, the odds just plummeted on Phoenix once KD went over there and, um, you know, kind of Kyrie. Kyrie hasn't turned out what we thought he was going to be, but as soon as Kyrie went to Dallas, the odds plummeted as well. So it's this key man situation where one guy can just shift the odds so much, it, um, you, you have to factor that in when making a sports bet. Gonzaga wasn't maybe quite as as dominant um, as we're used to seeing in recent years. I mean, look, there were I think still a three seed, so don't get me wrong. I mean, but you know, we've seen a lot of we've seen them on that number one line a lot. They keep producing. I know they have come up short in terms of winning the whole thing, but it's now eight straight Sweet Sixteens, another Elite Eight for this crew. Uh, is there some good value on a team like Gonzaga that's down to five to one because maybe they were a little bit longer odds because they weren't quite as dominant maybe during the regular season. Yeah, I mean they're they're down to low single digits, like you said, around five to one. So um, yeah, there is they're right next to the Houston's and Alabamas of the world who haven't even won their you know their Sweet Sixteen game yet. So um, yeah, I mean, what do you do with Drew Timmy? As long as the refs like he'll he'll kind of throw some hooks in there, and you know, mm-hmm. as long as you get some refs that are letting him play, like they're dangerous. He had such a good game, Drew Timmy did. On Thursday night, so, so yeah. um, you know, we talked about. Uh, I'm not a huge big man in the tournament guy. Mm-hmm. We talked about Zach Eady being um, upset, as having some upset potential. That did happen, but 
you know, they're letting him play. And I, and Timmy's better than um, Edie, at least on offense. Timmy has, like, clearly perfected the art of college basketball. Who knows yep. how good he'll be in the pros. I know Mike and I uh, joked around with his pro potential last year, and he came back to college basketball. So I don't know how good he'll be in the pros. And, man, is he a good college player. Yeah, he absolutely is. We were just talking about that. Real quick on the NBA, Embiid is now a minus-160 favorite to win the MVP award. Uh, Giannis and Joker go toe-to-toe this weekend. That game is tomorrow night in the Mile High City. Joker's now plus 225. Giannis plus 250. Do you think this could change again, or are we at a point in the season down to the final couple weeks? I mean, most teams only have about 10 games left. Like, is it going to be Embiid that crosses the finish line, or should you still be looking with 10 games to go at a player with longer odds, maybe buy it at prop swap like two and a half, three, four to one because stuff Boys can still Giannis, change. Isn't Milwaukee twenty three and two in their last twenty five? It's crazy. Or it's crazy. And like and they said, he's got a marquee matchup tomorrow night on Saturday night against Joker. So if he plays great, you know maybe. Yeah. Uh, is there like a chance, Luke? Would you would you recommend buying uh, one of the guys with the slightly longer odds right now? There, there's a chance for sure. I mean, you know, I used to live in southern New Jersey, which all is Philadelphia sports. I mean, Philadelphia has been calling for Embiid to an MVP for like five years. Mm-hmm. So, like, this is, you know, it seems like it's finally going to be the, be the year where he pulls that off and does win the award. But I, you know, there's, there's absolutely a chance that he does not win. Uh, to your point, he is down to minus 150, but it's not like he's minus 500 where right. you know, maybe some information has slipped out. But, um, no, I, I absolutely think there still is a chance that either Giannis or Joker could pull this off. Um, so if you've got an Embiid ticket, yeah, I would make a, some small hedge bets on, on either of those two guys. It's certainly not going to be anyone besides those three. Right, right. So, you know, sprinkle yep. s- sprinkle a couple bucks on each of those guys just yep. to make sure you're covered. Yeah. Not saying make the exact same amount of money that you'd collect, but say they make 20%. Uh, make a 20% bet on one of those other guys if you have an MB ticket. Definitely one of those three guys. Everybody else, uh, it's just a three-horse race. Everybody else is really a long shot on the board, obviously, at this point. Luke, thanks as always, buddy. We encourage everyone to go to the website or even better yet, just download the free app, the PropSwap app on your smartphone. Enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we'll preview the Final Four next week, all right? Okay, can't wait, guys. Good to talk to you. See you, Luke. <laughs> we love you. It's our guy, Luke Pergandy. Sixers, yeah. Sixers are on the road in San Fran playing the Warriors tonight. They're about a five-and-a-half-point dog. He sat the other night a half because well, they, I guess the, they, they had a 30-point lead. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I understand that. And you yeah. know what? It, it, it's, it's just Giannis is like Giannis is like kicking uh, butts and taking names not, right now. You're not now. kidding. And, and, and there's no doubt uh, Jokic. Uh, you know, is still playing good, but the team just maybe can't keep up with them. I mean, that's that's the whole deal. I mean, yeah. but you're right. It takes – what happens if one of these guys comes up with a 60-point game, you know, in the next, like, couple of games, uh, and it's not in beat? Let's say Giannis comes up with another big game, you yeah. know, and they keep winning. It's going to be tough. But yep. I, I agree with Luke. Buy those other two tickets. The the Bucks, to your point, Mike, have won 23 of their last 26 games. Yeah. And they, how do you ignore that? I don't know, Mike. They've how got are you third? Giannis is in the top three in MVP, and then they've got two of the top three guys in defensive player of the year. Brooke Lopez is the favorite. Giannis is like the third choice for defensive player yeah, of the year. Yeah, they're going to be said, a tough out. Uh, they're going to be. I thought they should have won it, but Middleton went yep, down exactly, and they picked up extra people. They got Crowder. They got my guy Holiday, who's as good as it oh, gets. He's having a great year. Having yeah. a great year. They got a heck of a team. I yeah. would. I. I want to see Giannis win. I yeah. do. 
I do because the guy just keeps his mouth shut, mm. didn't get enticed by the big market, staying with the people of Milwaukee. He's a, he's a folk hero. That's Listen, what he is. Kareem uh, famously said, I'm not staying in Milwaukee. Yeah. Giannis has said, I'm going to stay, and he's been in Milwaukee. You're right, and they're right. just really, really good. Uh, Bulls, Blazers, we don't have to spend too much time with the Bulls start the road trip out in Portland tonight. I'll just tell everybody that the Bulls go in with uh, DeMar being questionable with that quad injury. Portland's kind of reeling here, uh, losing a 9 of 12, but the Bulls have not had a lot of success out in that building. Historically, they're just 1 and 4 straight up in their last five trips to Portland, and while the Bulls are about a a 2.5 point favorite tonight, know this. The Bulls are an NBA worst, one eight and one against the number as a Dame, road favorite this Dame, season. Lillard is like like Trout, you know. Report. I make yeah. the money. I put up some great great numbers, great. no doubt about it. And I'm not. If I win, that's just the way it will be. It will happen. It's like they've never done quite enough to surround him. He's got to be the best player in that franchise. Well, history, and I right? said this, and maybe, I, and maybe I Walton. I got some pushback about Trout too, but it wasn't about Trout striking out in the last lasted bad. It was his demeanor, all jacked up too high. He wasn't the demeanor of a Mazer Mantle that had been there before. He was so hyped up. Mm-hmm. He was swinging to hit the ball eight thousand feet when we only needed to put wood on the ball, and he struck out three times in that game. And and I don't care how great it is, if you haven't been in enough big game sure. type of situations, yeah. I mean, it, it's tough, and that's what I thought happened to Mike. I thought he is a great player, but he was just too hyped uh, for that thing. I think there could be something to that. I mean, oh look, he's my played God. in three he was postseason like a little games. Kid. Yeah, I mean, think he's about that. He's played three postseason games since 2014. Crazy. And he and Goldschmidt, one for nine, absolutely killed that team. I don't want to hear about the pitching. They only gave up two runs. Yeah. All right, when we come back, Mike and I are going to talk about the uh, games uh, going on tonight in the NCAA tournament. Give you a little preview of the four in action. Uh, we'll see who's going to join K-State, Gonzaga, FAU, and UConn in the Elite Eight at the end of the day today. We'll give you best plays later on, and we're still going to talk to Jim Miller with some ponies. Big derby preps happening as we're getting closer and closer to the first Saturday in May. So lots to do. Don't go anywhere. We are the Odds Couple. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Catch up on demand always on the ESPN Chicago app or listen on ESPN 1000, AM 1000, FM 100.3, HD2. We'll be on the air at 8 tonight, 7 o'clock on Saturday morning. So we got four more games tonight to round out the Elite Eight, Mike. And we can just go through a chronological order here, 530. I love chronological order. Right? We might as well. We won't go yeah. in rotation order. We'll go in chronological order. Right. I, no rotation. Right. None. First game tonight, we'll tip off around 530 uh, local time. It is top-seeded Alabama, now the favorite against San Diego State. You know, we, we give the Mountain West a lot of grief. Rightfully so. They historically, over the last 20 years, have been terrible in this tournament. But San Diego State has won two games comfortably. Um, well, especially that second game. First one right. wasn't as comfortable. They've covered both games. They're catching seven and a half tonight. And you know the old expression, Mike. They always say defense travels. And San Diego State can play some defense. They are holding opponents to a true shooting percentage this year below 51%. They're on a six-game winning streak. They're 5-1 and one ATS during that run, and they're giving up just 53 points per game 
over that six-game winning streak. So this Aztec team, Mike, can play some defense. Can they do enough to slow down Alabama today? Yeah, I'm not going to play this game, but if I was, I'd probably lean Alabama. I just didn't have enough to go with them, to be honest with you. I'm not disrespecting San Diego State. That's why I'm not playing it, because I do respect San Diego State. And like Carm says, defense travels. Alabama has seemed to be withholding. They're not getting a lot of heat about uh, the, the, the situation. Miller, yeah. Brandon Miller, uh, it seems like it's been hush hush. Uh, not not too many mentions on on the tube. That's when you start getting the social media going. Hasn't been a whole lot. Saban was there addressing the team the other day, which means nothing except for the fact he sort of blasted the way the whole thing was handled because he has a problem with one of his players that he had to suspend That's immediately right. yeah. because of what happened recently. I would lean Alabama, but right now it's a no play for me. I don't know how you feel about yeah, it. Yeah, I. I, I... Seven and a half. I mean, they could win by ten. They could win by three. I know. That's I do thing. know this. The money line is probably what you look at. But you want to spend uh, three forty to win a hundred? No. No, on Alabama. So I don't. I, I, I have no play on that game. Yeah, I don't either. As uh, we sit here now, I, I like the idea of San Diego State's defense. And you know, when you're getting that many points with a team that can guard, I like it. Brandon Miller says he's 100% healthy, but it doesn't look like it. 19 total points in the first two games of the tournament. Of course, he was held scoreless in the first one. And that one. might be in his head, too, from the stuff we were just talking it about. It could be. You know, like, it's got to uh, be a distraction a little bit. 23% shooting from the floor in the first Ouch. two games. So that doesn't look like a healthy player. So is he due? Well, that's a good question. Yeah. With now a full week to rest, that's mm-hmm. a very good question. And he was very quiet in that opening weekend. Yeah, he was. And Alabama still had two wins. Miami is taking on Houston, the other top seed remaining. Houston is, again, just like that first game, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. 138 is the total in this game. So much for Marcus Sasser and Jamal Shedd not being healthy. I was on the wrong side of that one. Yeah. Auburn looked like they were going to be in it. And mm-hmm. then with 10 minutes to go, Houston just said, that's it, we're done messing around with you, and kind of put it in cruise control. Um so now they go into a matchup against the coach that Mike and I like a lot, Jim wow. Laranega. 12-10 and 10 straight up in the NCAA tournament in his career. Miami is an impressive 7-2 and two against the spread as an underdog this season. Yeah, and I like the 7.5. Uh, if I was going to bet this game, and I am, I'm going to make a pick on this game, and i got to pick on the total. This oh, might nice. be a parlay uh, situation. Laranega, I love Laranega as a coach. Mm-hmm. He's a grandfatherly looking guy, if you will. <laughs> I, I do want to compliment uh, the coaches like Patino, Laranega, and others who are still wearing their suits. Jerry Stackhouse, still wearing suits and being classy. Tom McCronin. McCronin. Tom Izzo, get rid of the sweatsuit. Bob Huggins has to wear the sweatsuit right. because the suit's got to use, it would be a big suit. But Tom, Tom Izzo's one of the Best coaches in basketball. <laughs> Represent yourself, damn it. That being said, I'll have a pick on this game. I love and, it. Yeah, I haven't worn a suit in 10 years. Right, right exactly. Yeah, come on, you love the sweatsuit. I put on a new T-shirt the other day. I was thrilled. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so. Uh, but, it is, right, but, so they, but they do look, a stack house look classy. Yeah, I know. Though, you know. Period. Yeah, he's dressed to the nines. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll have, uh, so Mike's got some action on that game a little yep. bit later on. Yep. Princeton and Creighton, third straight year. We mentioned this earlier. Third straight year that a 15 seed has made the second weekend. I, you know, this is a big number here. Creighton's Man. laying nine and a half, and Creighton has been very impressive. They got a veteran team. They're well coached. They've been very impressive. Can the Tigers' ability to defend and rebound keep a minute? I mean, I was blown away by how well Princeton rebounded against Missouri last week, Mike. Yeah, they're a well disciplined team. They have to do their homework and go to practice, they have to be on time. Yeah, right. 
Uh, I do love. Uh, I made the. I made the stupid statement we all do during the NCAA's. You know, when I said, "Hey, Doug McDermott ain't walking through that door." <laughs> Apparently, they don't need him. They don't need him. They don't need Doug McDermott. I have a pick on this game, also, ladies and love gentlemen. It. And uh, I mean, the point spread is big, but uh, has, has has Princeton finally met their match, or is Creighton going to bomb away, or are they going to wear him down? They, I do know this, both coaches are very high-end coaches yeah. that are going to be in this game. Speaking of high-end coaches, uh, I, I think Sean Miller is one of them. Scandal uh, at Arizona aside, mm-hmm. Xavier plays Texas in the final game of the night. The Longhorns as the two-seater, a four-point favorite. 149 is the total, by far the biggest total of any of the four games today. Sean Miller is in the Sweet 16 for the eighth time. The Musketeers are the best three-point shooting team left in the tournament, Mike. They're Top 10 pretty much all season in three-point shooting, connecting uh, at 39% from distance. They say live by the three, die by the three, but if they're hitting them tonight, could Xavier be a little bit of a live dog? I'll tell you, the nightmare I have betting Texas since I was a small, young child hasn't escaped me. My record with them has to be like 50 games under 500. Whether Daryl Royal was coaching mm-hmm. Rick Barnes, it don't matter. And I got Rick Barnes, sayonara, we knew what was going to happen right. with him at Tennessee. I'd lean. I'd lean Xavier. Yeah. But I do know this. Both teams... I think Texas with some D, which Xavier plays, mm-hmm. I got to pick on the total. Okay, pick on the total. Yeah. And, and I, I'm going nuts again. I've been you're going crazy. Way. I love Forget it. Forget about it. Eight, Good. six last two weeks. Yeah, well, I just got to tread lightly. Biggest total of the night. I'm interested to see how Mike yep. feels about that when we get to best plays. 149 for Ooh. Saturday. Uh, the two games that we're going to see tomorrow, FAU. Uh, K-State, and we're looking at K-State as about a two-point favorite right now. We'll see if we get any update. I doubt we will um, on Marquise uh, Noel's ankle injury. You know, it's one thing to be able to play through it in the game. It's another, as that thing is probably really going to be painful today Mm -hmm. and tomorrow morning. Um, I agree with Luke. I think he's been the player of the tournament. If you didn't see him up close and see the facial hair, if when you just see him on the court, he looks like he's 11. Yeah. Playing against so I mean, like, it's crazy, Mike, and he's been so much fun to watch, and he is the driving force behind K-State yeah. right now. But if that ankle's bad, it'll be interesting to see. I hope to, uh, K-State wins. The times I had out there for the two years I was in the uh, service at Fort Riley for a year and a half and living in Manhattan, living right across the street from the uh, arena and the college. Some of the funnest times of my life be people like kites. I want to say hi to them and everybody uh, down there at, uh, I mean, they call it the Little Apple. That's what mm-hmm. it is. That's and, right. And it's Manhattan, and it's it's just a, it's just a great, great, it, Total Creek where we used to go swimming. A lot of the service guys and, and the college kids would get together. So I'm wishing nothing but the best. Yep. But uh, I will say this, K-State has always been – Forget about football. They've gotten better lately in that. They always have been from Bob Boozer to other people that came in. Absolutely. Original Bowl. Uh, K-State's always been well represented. Uh, What a story. A win away from the Final Four. They they were picked. With the transfer portal with a lot of new guys. You're right. You nailed it when we were talking to Keith. They were picked by the pundits to be last in the Big 12. A win away. That's why you can't pick these things anymore. And they're trying, I, I see where the politicians like Charles Barkley said are trying to put a curb on some of these uh, nil type of contracts and stuff like that. But it's open, and I think it's going to only make, uh, hey, it's going to make a lot of average coaches yeah. that right. aren't good recruiters. Yep. 
bring in transfer portals like 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 Chris Collins did well with it. Absolutely. And who's the other guy that did it? Oh, Brad Underwood. Brad Underwood, yeah. He did good with it and, yeah. and, and helped make his team better. But what does it do if you recruit guys to come to you and then after two years, maybe they're not where you thought they'd be and you start just bringing in people from all other places? Yeah, how you does mean, it change recruiting work? going forward? It can right? change things. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, last thing, real quick. And I, you know, I don't admittedly watch a ton of college basketball anymore. I usually pick it up when the football it. season winds down. Absolutely, so. everybody. I think a lot, unless you're a diehard, and and I and I only say that because I, I I'm the team I've probably been most impressed with, yeah, is UConn. Now the the, yes. the the diehards will say, well, we knew they were good in November and December, but I got to tell you, Mike, I mean, I have been impressed with UConn. Uh, UConn is the favorite against Gonzaga in the three four matchup in the other game tomorrow. Gonzaga uh, UConn's laying about two in that game, but boy, wow. they, to me, they have been very impressive so far. Wouldn't it be something if Gonzaga finally wins with the team I didn't think they'd win with? Yes, the team that was a three seed and not on the top line. The Adam right? Morrison team I yes. thought was good. I yep. mean, there were other players. The Suggs team I yep. thought was good Very that good. they had a shot. And this team, I said, eh, they're, they're seeded because they, they mm. beat up on St. Mary's mm. in their league. No. Mark Few's a fantastic coach, yep. and this is a good shot. They seem to know Timmy's their guy. I can't stand teams that if they have a decent big man, and even Purdue did this sometimes, they get away from their big man. They did do it. The 13 minutes, he had one shot yeah. in that game. Crazy. They don't do that with Timmy. No, they feed him. You're right. They, they feed they, him. They, they, they did. And they and did it over and over again yesterday. Yeah. He leads in assists. 100%. Yeah, yeah, they did it over and over again. So that should be fun tomorrow to watch that Absolutely. game. Absolutely. When we come back, we will get some ponies for the weekend from Ooh. Jim Miller. Big derby preps continue to happen. And then we've got bone. We've got uh, our special plays for you, our plays of the weekend. Mike's loaded again, yep. so you don't want to miss it, folks. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on this edition of The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco every week with you. And every week we get ponies from one of the best handicappers in the business. We are getting closer and closer to that first Saturday in May where you don't have to love horse racing to love the Kentucky Derby. Big Derby preps are happening to talk about all that and all the fun at Hawthorne and the Sportsbook. As we roll into Sweet 16 and Elite 8 games, we've got the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Man, I like that sound coming from your voice, Mike. It's a beautiful sound, isn't it? It I'm is beautiful. I'm going to yell it today at the anniversary party. Let's see, at the anniversary party, yeah. both you guys will be there. Yep. People are yelling and screaming at the book at Hawthorne. <laughs> it's uh, the the turn. Mike and I have talked about it. the tournament's been great. Oh, uh, last night was fantastic. You guys have four more games today. We roll into the Elite Eight games into the to the Final Four. So, books open, tracks open. Yep. There's racing going on. There's a lot to do over there, right, Jim? Well, yeah, and here's the cool thing about it. Like, the second half of our card yesterday was going right as the games were kicking off. So people were watching races. They were watching hoops, going back and forth. The same's going to happen on Sunday. So it's nice to kind of work all of that together with the sports wagering, with the horse wagering and that, and you stagger things about. We saw it throughout the course of the NFL season as well, but it makes for a great atmosphere. And Mike and I have talked time and again, you get that crossover better. The people that 
maybe yeah. a sports better that get introduced to horse racing. Horse racing better gets introduced to sports betting. And that's what we're seeing. So that's the good thing. That's what you want to do is incorporate it all together. So it's nice when everything's right there in one location. I want to ask you about the guys that work the stables and everything else. With the yep. work shortage in this country, are you guys ever short people like that or people that walk the horses? Or are those coveted jobs? And maybe you need some people on the inside. Let's say I want to bail hay for you, Jimmy, for a couple days a week. <laughs> maybe, maybe you can give me the in. <laughs> I mean, but is, is it hard to fill those positions, or are they really uh, uh, pretty tough? Well, here's the thing. At a lot of tracks around the country, it's very hard to fill those positions. The one thing that we provide for the benefit of the horsemen is we have living accommodations right here at Hawthorne. So that makes it so much easier. We have 330 rooms on our backstretch here at Hawthorne. Wow. We have a track kitchen on our backstretch here at Hawthorne. For the people that have school kids... The bus picks them up right at the entrance to the stable gate here at Hawthorne. You have a little that's city. one of the things. What's that? You have a little city. We do have a little city. And, and it's important when you're looking around and you have over a thousand residents here, you need to do that. You need to provide that capability to be able to have those available workers. But it's one of the benefits that we do have here at Hawthorne because of that, because a lot of racetracks do not offer that. So when you're a trainer and you're having to look to find help for for a meet and you have to pay rent for them and find an apartment and find living accommodations it's so much tougher so that's one thing that we've provided we've provided it for many many years and it's something that really works well for our horsemen here i believe i have this right uh, 20 points was enough to get you into the derby field last year is that right yeah. jimmy is it going to be about the same this year or is that point total going to go up I think it's going to be similar, Carm, only for the fact that you still have a lot of horses racing under Bob Baffert's name as a trainer, mm. and no matter what they do in these point races, they can't earn any points towards the Derby, mm. but it's taking points away from other horses, and the same's going to happen for some races again this weekend, same's going to happen moving forward, and it's just owners that are loyal to the trainer, and they may say we want to run into Preakness, the Belmont, the Travers, the Haskell, something like that, but they are not going to be eligible to run in the Derby. So, yeah, 20, 25 points probably is going to get you in once again. Uh, all right, we got some big uh, preps still to go here before the Derby. What are we wagering on? Where are we wagering this weekend? Yeah, well, we had two winners last week, so let's keep it rolling. Yes. We do have two 100-point Derby preps this weekend that we're going to look at. It. Wow. One of them's at Turfway Park. Race number 12 is to Jeff Ruby Stakes. We're going to bet the 10-horse, two fills across the board. This is a horse that has 26 points. So it was right there on the border. Just a few more points. We'll get them into the Derby. Then we're going to fairgrounds. Race number nine, we're going to bet the two art collector across the board. That was the winner of the Pegasus World Cup. And then race number 12 is the Louisiana Derby. We're going to bet the one shopper's revenge across the board. It's a horse with speed. That's 12 to 1 in the morning line. So let's make some money. All right. So three races, big prep races for Saturday, 100-point prep races. Wow. So Turfway on Saturday, race 12, the 10 horse across the board. And then uh, in New Orleans, fairgrounds, number nine, the ninth race, uh, the two horse across the board, and the 12th race, the one horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. Make money. Get ready for the final four. Sounds good. Thanks, Jimmy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, good Jim man. Miller. Absolutely. Uh, one race at Turfway, the other two at Fairgrounds. Good luck. And Jimmy hit two winners again last week. Yeah, he's week. on fire. Yes, always. Hey, people better pay attention when you listen to the podcast or listen to us on Friday night or Saturday morning for Jimmy because he's been as consistent as Carmen and I, and we've been pretty consistent. But Jimmy comes up with two winners. You you should mark it down and play him, man. Absolutely. You should also oh. listen to Mike. I mean, he's at uh, 57% here the last two weeks in the tournament. That's so. not good enough, man. Well, but it's good. We're, you're but it's making been a money. tough tournament. I know guys already asking their wives and girlfriends for money. Exactly. <laughs> um, all right, so you said you got a bunch of action yeah. again for today. Yeah. What are we betting on, my friend? All right, Carm, here we go. First of all, I believe in the Miami Hurricane. 
I believe that Laranaga's got him ready to play. I think Houston's a hell of a team. It's going to be tough to beat them, but I do like the point total of seven and a half, and I do like if they are going to beat them. Uh, the defense of, of of both teams. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the under 30, uh, 138 and a half in that game. I like it. So Miami and the under? Miami yeah. and the under, ladies I, and gentlemen. I'm with Mike. I faded Houston last week and it bit me, but I'm going to back Laranega again. So I like that play too. That was the one that I've circled and that I'm going to uh, get Look in at on. You. Miami with those points with the okay. seven and a half. So Mike and I are in agreement on that one. What else right. do you like, Mike? All right. Now, the other one that I like is Xavier, okay, mm-hmm. getting the four and a half against Texas. It's Texas for mm-hmm. me. It's nothing personal. It came out this way. Apparently, people think maybe Texas is the way to go. It's still going to be tough for me. And when I'm scared to take a team, even though Xavier's decent and they're where they're at, they've had a great program. Yes. I mean, I'd like to see DePaul do what Xavier's done. In Please. A, in the same type of situation, uh, you know, Catholic school and everything else. And <clears throat> I'm taking uh, the Xavier uh, Musketeers plus the four and a half and the under. And the under, okay. And that game so another also. under. And so that's those... a big total, 149. Okay, Xavier yeah. and the under. Yeah, now you got another one for uh, us? Yeah, I think. Uh, Come on! I think Princeton's the play. I think Princeton plus the nine and a half is the play. You so. know what scares me? It was 10 all morning. Mm. I just checked it, and it's nine and a half. Yeah. Now, that, now, that don't mean anything. They could win, lose by five. It just bothers me. That I think there's some Princeton money coming in. I do, and uh, I love the way they can get after the boards. I I was so I impressed with that in that opening weekend. Um, I'm going to bank on the fact that they can do that again, and they're just, you know, their their offense is good. Like you, it's Princeton, right? They're just efficient. They're smart yeah. offensively, and I like the way they can guard and get after the boards. If they can come close to replicating the way they played against Missouri, I think they'll make it a game against Creighton. I think they can keep it within that nine, nine and a half, ten points. So, Boy, I, that's I, it. You know what? I, I was all set to take them. I'll take them with you. Hell with it. Let's do it. This is, a, this is an odd ride together. special. We ride together. Uh, not often, but when we do, we do all right. Uh, so, so those. you got any more, cars? That's it for me. All right, so I got right now, I got for the folks out there, Miami plus seven and a half, the under in that game, Xavier plus four and a half, the under in that game, and Princeton with Carm. Carm, what do you got? That's it, Princeton for me. And I, I'm with you on Miami, too. I think Miami keeps it close, so... We'll ride together on a couple right. of these tonight. I like all your plays. I, I I said this earlier. I know you live by the three, die by the three. I like Xavier's three-point shooting, and I think they're extremely well-coached. I think that's a good play. Well, they are well-coached. So we like, like a lot of the dogs tonight, but, hey, let's do it. You know what? I will say this. It's great. The the, the coach of Xavier, he, he was a point guard at one time. Yes, he was. He likes his beer. Yes, yes he does. <laughs> Touche. He, he, well, no, I'm on a diet right now. He it's and not Archie, easy. Both of them. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Thanks to uh, – and that's it, right, Mike? we got that's no more plays. It, a lot of action for everybody. Good, Good luck. luck. Thanks to Brendan um, Riley for putting up the show today and producing the show. Eric Ostrowski, as always. And, of course, Luke and Jim Miller for joining us. Mikey, enjoy the rest of the weekend. We'll see you at the anniversary party and then we'll get to uh, preview the final four and baseball next week when we're back together with everybody this is the odds couple with carmen defalco and mike north on espn 1000